Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I chatted to Amanda Yip again for the podcast. We chatted about all things mindset, aliens, her passion for animal rescue, and some fun rapid-fire questions with some new would-you-rather questions added into the mix. So grab a coffee and enjoy the final episode for 2020. I'm so excited to chat with you. Like, Me too. It's that we've been trying to make this happen for a couple months now. No fault of our own. Just no. the universe just kept going like this in between us. Literally, the universe was like, no, you're not chatting for this podcast. No. It was like, no. 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 I think it's because the universe wanted us to have more to talk about, more, more well, abundance. There's a lot. There's yeah. <laughs> a lot. Well, I've already started recording now, so I mean, it's happened. It's happened. All right. Is, all right. All right. You're like, well, let me just get ready and... Um, Welcome, round two. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Happy um, to be here. Yes. Oh my gosh, do you have wine? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I, I do. have sparkling water. So. Oh, lovely. Food. That's healthier. I feel like I need this right now and for this week. Also because my mom left me a huge-ass bottle of wine that I must finish. Um, I don't normally drink on my own, to be honest. Like, I'm a social drinker. I do appreciate booze, and I, I have um, not like a fun quality, but I know what I like. I just don't like to drink it alone. That's fair. And like, no judgment to others that do. I just don't, I don't enjoy it. Like, I, if I get um, like silly or like a little bit tipsy, I'm like, ha, 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 no one's here. Like, <laughs> like, it's just not as enjoyable to be a fun, light, wine-hearted self when no one's here to enjoy you. It's not. I can speak. Speak. Wow. Maybe I've had a few to drink. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, I yeah. can speak from experience. I have had a full bottle of wine to myself by myself. To some extent, it was like really cute. And I was like, oh my God, date with myself. But oh, yes. I, like it was nice. But then, you know, it was like, oh, there's no one to... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's a social thing. I've definitely had a couple drinks to myself and that led to like me dancing in the living room and just exploring other things. And that was great. But again, I I think we talked about this last time when I used to travel by myself. I could not do that now because I want to share things with people and drinking is one of them. Like I want to share, you know, the enjoyment of having a beverage with someone. It is more uh, fun, it yes. Is. When you have more people. I am now yeah. getting into, well, obviously when, you know, we can see people, but like drinking games, mm. watching movies is a new thing. Yeah. My mom and I used to, do you remember Kelly Ripa? I mean, she, she's still around. She, yeah. uh, she does, <laughs> remember her? No, I'm kidding. Her? She's still around, but she was way more popular when I was a teen. Uh, yeah, you, you know who Kelly Ripa is. Yeah. She's so eccentric and so fun, but she constantly flips and touches her hair. And I used to do that too. I used to be touching my hair all the time. So my mom and I used to have a game there where we would record her show and watch it together. Every time she touched her hair, we would either take a shot or take a drink. Mostly drinks because shots, we would have been just effed yeah. in five minutes. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was, that's like my new thing. And that's mm-hmm. why I love the feeling of when you're like, when everyone's drunk or like slightly tipsy and you play mm-hmm. like dictionary or something it just yes. makes the game so much better and charades or even just like a simple game of scrabble you're like ha, i spoke penis and yes. it's just so much more fun you're like my words are great <laughs> yeah <laughs> suddenly i can't spell when i do that i'm like well this word goes here Thank totally you. it's in the dictionary somewhere yeah i made it up it's exactly um, it's in, a, it's, in yes. a, it's in the latin language somewhere google it google it yeah 
Um, so we're going to have a fun chat. So obviously, you've been on this here before. So I feel like yes. anyone listening who doesn't know you can just go listen to the other episode. Yeah, just go back. Just go back a couple months and figure out who I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do the work. <laughs> but I guess if you want to just give a little intro of who you are, just so sure. get a vibe, go for it. Sure. Um, I'm Amanda. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and I met through dance. I yes, dance for Dance Downtown, or I used to. We're not dancing oh, right yes. now. Oh, oh, so sad. Um, I am a dance instructor or what I like to call movement coach. So that's how I met Sarah. Um, I'm also a childcare director for the city of Richmond. I work for a little community center that I grew up in. And if we want to do a full bio, I am a sister. I am a dog mom. I am now a fiance. Um, Congrats, by the way. Hold thank on. You. I, <laughs> I had to plug that I in. Know. We have to be like, hello, I'm shaking. Yeah. <laughs> I had to plug it in. Um, yeah. I'm me. That is me. Yeah, that's like now in your bio, you're like, um, and I'm now engaged. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm an, and, and I'm a tattoo enthusiast. Oh, yeah. I got a new one that I've been wanting to show you. It's oh, not done yet, and it's a lot bigger than what I had planned. But I, I actually love the size and love how he did it. Um, the oh, artist that I go nice. to is a he loves Japanese art, Japanese artists and artistry, um, and I asked him to do a Japanese authentic dragon mixed in with a tiger. Um, and it's hard to see, but he added in the divine winds. There's a beautiful story about how the divine winds, they're like swirly clouds. Oh, yes. I don't know if you can see that. So the second session will be for him to color in the clouds, um, black and gray. And I might do color on the dragon, but yeah, that's oh my, my God, pow that's dragon. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. How long did the first session take? Like, um, we talked a lot, so it's hard to tell. He yeah. is amazing. He's got over 20 years of experience, and he is very detailed. So to be authentic to what he actually did, I think it would it was probably about two hours and 15 minutes. But the whole session was four hours because we've been talking, and we were sharing, and he's known me for years, and I absolutely love him. And we share a lot of the same fun conversations, like about aliens and stuff. So. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, we have to talk about aliens later. Let's. Okay. We do. Oh, okay. I just watched a documentary that I'd love to talk about. Or if you haven't seen it, go watch it, and then we'll talk about it. So I don't sound crazy. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> just, back, just a little. Just a little I'm back well. to talk about a friend in the universe that's amazing wait what's his what studio is he is your tattoo artist so his name is trevor and okay. he opened up his own tattoo shop called two tides tattoo so the number two tides is in wave tides um it's on the corner of knight and kingsway it's a beautiful shop he owns it and his wife who was so lovely she works there too she does reception and booking and organization and accounting and she's lovely she's also super tattied up um he has two teenage children who are amazing and he has four other artists that um he employed Oh wow! Yeah, and oh, they all have their own style, their own way. They're they're all really cool. Do you only have tattoos on your arms? I don't know if I would ask you this. We're just gonna go. No, ahead. yeah, that's a great question. No, I have tattoos. Uh, I don't remember the number. I have one here. So this one is love. That's on my my wrist. Oh my God, I have this one. Tre this was Trevor's first tattoo with me in 2012. This guy wow. right there. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually got this with my sister. This was her 18th birthday present for me to her. Oh she has the same thing on her neck, and it means um, love Libra elder sister, and her says love Libra younger sister. That's so cute. Yeah, oh and then I have, I have an Australian uh, tribal symbol of a figure eight. Um, it's a marabone symbol that means everlasting love and friendship and loyalty. So that's here. Oh my I God. have a. 
tattoo on my back that says family and it has my family's initials underneath. And then I have my big ass mermaid from like the bottom of my boob to my hip. Did that one hurt? Like what yeah. I love talking about. Totally. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it too. And I'm past the point of tattoos needing to mean something and it has to be something that I all love on my body forever. I'm very much past that. Oh, I um, love yeah, I just feel way more comfortable in my skin and way more comfortable showing what I like. I just like it. If I like it, I'm going to put it yeah, on. Exactly. Um, yeah, the, the side definitely hurt. My good friend, Jabine, who is a trooper, she came in and held my hand the entire four hours as I was like, and sweating like a mofo oh that hurt a lot but I healed really well I actually took a flight the next day to Europe to do my Europe trip by myself and I was bandaged up sweating on the plane and I remember taking off the bandage like at the end of the plane ride 13 hours later and it felt fine it wasn't red oh it wasn't swelling it was like healed it was great yeah and I don't normally heal well. Like, my eczema oh. wounds don't heal well at all. So I, I guess my skin is just good with ink. That's so wild. I know that yeah. I got on this side a few days ago. So Yes, I saw that. Congrats. Oh, thank you. Congrats. I was like, I always forget because I, like, sat on that idea of getting, like, an eye. Because people are always like, mm. you know how some with the third, like, I'm into that. Like, I'm Oh, me too. Girl, we are spiritual sisters. Yes. We should yes. also have another podcast and talk about that later. Yes, we. Oh my god, yes. No, it's happening. But yeah. like the third eye stuff, like there are people mm -hmm. that are like a little weird, and I was like, and I was sitting on it for like years, and then this year I went, you know what? My intuition is like stronger, and I still love the eye thing, and I'm yes. So I got this design, and like the beautiful artist Jess, she like did the design. Yeah, exactly. and anyway, oh, the day of, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a tattoo today, and I just was like. I was like, oh, nervousness I yeah because i forget that it's literally like a needle just like yeah whatever. totally but, it is a mind over matter thing for sure yes but because yeah. and because it was also like fine line work i was like mm -hmm. there was a lot of lines on the completely and stuff but in the shading oh don't get me started on the shading i was like yeah. lying there and she's like i hope um i hope you you're fine and i was like oh yeah i'm fine she's like yeah i'm just doing a lot of like line work so i hope i'm not hurting you and i was just like it's just tender. <laughs> but it was only the shading. It, yeah. So I was like, ooh, excuse me. But the lines yeah. are fine. So maybe I have a high pain tolerance. Totally. I also think it's mind over matter. I truly do believe that a tattoo should hurt. I think that your body should go through that journey of pain. It's just almost like there's no evil without light. There's no love without hate. There's no light without darkness. There's no strength without pain. So... Yeah. I just feel like it's a spiritual journey for your body to go through that pain, through that journey, um, harness while you're getting it, go through that mindset. And then at the end of it, you get this beautiful piece of art that's with you forever. Yeah. I like, and I so agree with what you said about like not caring what they mean necessarily. Because no. I mean, if that, you, if, yeah, if you want it, like you want it. And it's like, because I think yeah. people are always like, what do your tattoos mean? And I'm like, I just really want um. it. <laughs> I used to care so much about that too. And yeah. honestly, if you really wanted to cover it up, there's many ways now in 2020 to cover up your tattoos. Oh but I truly believe like with anything, if you're going to do something that makes you feel shame, don't do it. Like that your, your life isn't worth spending that stress on yourself, that shame and that guilt. No one wants that. It's not going to serve you. Yeah. Don't do it. Just do it. If you want the tattoo, go get it. And who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Tattoos, it's become part of me now, which I never... Well, Nope, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was okay. gonna say, what, what what would be your next tattoo? Like, if 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 you could just get one tomorrow and it would be something that you you wanted or you liked, what would it be? Oh my gosh, there's so okay. Here we go. Tattoo dreamless. So yeah. I do want to get a sunflower. 
um, mm. like on my other rib cage under like because I have my Katy Perry lyrics, so I do yes. get it just like under there. It's like a full piece. Cool. I really like the look of like the rib cage tattoos and having this yeah. art. It's like it kind of shapes people too. Right, like in this area, yeah, and it's like you know when you wear certain shirts, it's like it does a little sneak peek. It's like You're like what is that? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the, yeah. the little like, sneak peeks are that? nice. It's yeah. like seeing a side boob. You're like, oh, yes, but a side tat, love it. Yeah, <laughs> literally, maybe a bit of get a tat on your side boob. I mean, yeah. I probably would. Not gonna. Yeah, one day it's probably gonna happen. I so thought about it. I would do. I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I also feel like I would be really uncomfortable with Trevor, like, be like, all right, go for it. Just That's like, don't know what I mean. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the little, like, under the side, like, under the boob, I avoid yeah. on there. Um, it, that would be, sorry to interrupt, it would be hilarious if you got, like, two grins. Like, like, two smiles right there. <laughs> like, one wink face and one, <laughs> one smirk. Yeah. <laughs> it would make everything spicy in the bedroom, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> would, would you like sarcastic or would you like me? <laughs> what mood do you want today? I mean, yeah. Left me one day. Yeah. Be like 10 years from now, be like, I did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they're not 10 years from now, but like when you're older, when you're way older, they're like down to here. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've also, I mean, I'd never get, I mean, not. In, like anytime soon but I've also loved like little finger tattoos but they're just yes they fade a lot so that's an annoying thing but I true I have them like in between here like they're so cute yes I originally wanted our engagement rings to be tattoos I told <gasps> Tim that if um if we weren't certain on picking out a ring together I mean I love my ring but yes. I'm I've never been a jewelry ring person so I said I would love us to get ring tattoos I'm so down for that what did he say um he wasn't opposed, but he was like, yeah, okay. Like, he wasn't super enthused either. So I took that as a no, but maybe one day. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, finger tats are, like, down somewhere down the line. Probably, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. like, they're, like, they fade, and I was like, I don't care. Like, no, just get I it mean, redone. Exactly. Or it'll yeah. just fade. Whatever. Yeah. Live my life. It's fine. Exactly. Like, yeah, so that would be next. Um, all the tattoos. Now yeah. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with like looking up tattoos. Yeah, it is. It's it, it's addicting. I mean, it's art. It's almost like when I paint something with my mom, I'm like, oh, I want to paint something again. I want to keep creating. It's fun. Yeah, I'm like, what's yeah. next? Which artist yeah. do I go to? Oh my god, it's a whole thing. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> love. It. Um, I do know. I think you mentioned we have to talk because you're okay. You're a dog mom, obviously. Yes. I would. That's how you say it. It's not the other way around. A mom dog? No. Mom dog. <laughs> I am the big mom dog. Yeah, no. Hello. The big bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said it. I was like, no, it's definitely correct. But I mean, it's come out of my anyway. Yeah. Dog, dog, dog mom. Dog mom. Dog mom. <laughs> you're, you're gonna say dog bitch, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't do it. Don't do um, it. So we have to talk about your like passion for rescues and sharing. Yes, please. Because it's so good. Yeah, I would love that. Um, it all started, I mean, I've always loved animals. Everyone that knows me or my family, they all knew that ever since I was a kid, I've loved animals. Um, Pocahontas and The Little Mermaid were my favorite 
Disney princesses because they could speak to animals. I was like, I want to speak to fish. I want to speak to animals. Um, and then I joined the SPCA summer camp for years. And like, I just, I loved being around animals. And my grandmother was amazing. She was like Snow White. We would go for walks down her neighborhood. And as soon as we, she went out her door, the neighborhood animals would just like come to her. It was magical. It was really cool. She knew everyone's pets, their names. She knew their favorite treat. And they would literally run up to her. Like if there were any neighborhood cats, they would just gallop to towards her. It was great. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I knew that I couldn't take care of a dog or an animal on my own. And when I first moved out, my first apartment wasn't pet friendly. So fast forward to like 2015, I started living on English Bay in the West end and I joined cactus club and my apartment was pet friendly. And when I joined cactus club, one of my fellow servers, who's just an amazing person, she fostered dogs and she knew of people that worked in rescues. And I was like, what is fostering? What is this magical thing? So she got me in touch with a rescue called Care Rescue. Um, they're now called Endless Possibilities, little plug there. Um, and yeah, I filled out an application. I told them what I was about, my restrictions, my dog experience. Um, and then my first foster was Hank and I later adopted him. So he's called my foster fail. Yay. Um, and it's just, I knew right away he's, I could cry about this, but I'm not going to, he gives me purpose. Like I've always known that helping animals gives me the most joy and the most fulfillment. And I really truly believe that's my sole purpose is to help animals and some way or another yeah yeah because i know you yeah. you're always like also posting um like on your instagram about like i think is it like um dogs that need homes or need foster yes. care and all that it's yeah like yeah yeah so since care rescue um i've joined a few other rescues that i fostered with and i volunteered with um uh, so one of them is called lovable rescue society and they're mostly in the surrey langley cloverdale area but they rescue all over and um their rescue coordinator i guess rescue owner she specializes in bully breeds that's why it's called lovable so she's a bully breed ambassador she educates and and tries to bring kindness to those that don't understand bully breeds or power breeds. So like uh, American Bull Terriers, Bulldogs, American Bullies, um, Staffies, Pitbulls, all those breeds. Yeah. And because Hank is part bull, I have a huge bias towards them as well. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so then I started to join PB and She, which starts as Pitbull and Chihuahua. So their rescue owner as well kind of specializes in Pitbulls and Chihuahua rescue because those are statistically the two breeds that aren't as well, how do I put this, well adopted and well loved or well understood. Oh, wow. Yeah, There's yeah. So, so many. And yeah, it's, it's Vancouver, right? Obviously. Yeah, they're all around the lower mainland. Um, they're amazing people. They're all volunteer run and they're all nonprofit. So they truly rely on sponsorships, grants, people that want to donate, that want to help. Um, and all of these amazing people that run these rescues have their own lives. They have families, full-time jobs. Um, and like I said, it's volunteer run. So they have certain partnerships where they're able to understand when a dog or a shelter or an owner needs to rehome a dog. So for example, Hank is from California. He was put in a kill shelter. And um, from what I understand, uh, there were a bunch of dogs that just needed to go. Otherwise they were gonna be euthanized. So the rescue paid for their transport. They brought them over. And the way that a lot of rescues work is if they don't find a foster home to put the dog in, the dog doesn't have anywhere to go, therefore it can't be rescued. They're, um, they're not a shelter basis. So their philosophy is they'd like to rescue a dog, 
put it straight in a home to be rehabilitated with a family or a person so that they get the sense of being cared for by humans in a home and they get that training and the love and care that they need. Um, shelters are amazing, but when you put a dog in a shelter, it's kind of like being in a prison. They're not going to grow and expand and learn and feel supported 100% as if they were in a home. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. So I really do encourage people to look at the SPCA and shelters to foster because they have volunteers that go and walk the dogs and play with them. But 80% of the time, those dogs are in that shelter cell by themselves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of shelters don't have space for new dogs. So some of them do get euthanized or they get passed on. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, my next question was going to be like for anyone listening that like wants to like get involved and is like listening to this and being like, oh wow, like what message me? Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> message me, um, or just message any rescue. Uh, a lot of rescues are very, very prominent on their Instagram and Facebook page because of the way the world is. They all have websites, and to foster, you do have to process an application, but. Um, they really do and try and match the best dog with the best human. So a lot of people think like when they want a dog, oh, I get to choose and I want the best dog for me. In the rescue world or the animal world, it's not about that. It's about finding the right deal for the dog because they don't have a voice. And when you're rescuing, you are their voice and you don't want to give them to the wrong home because most likely they'll be brought back or they'll be shipped off somewhere and who knows if they're safe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I will also get like all the links of the places that you mentioned. So I can yes. also link them. Please. Yeah. Yes. Yes, for sure. And I've had a lot of people ask me recently, um, you know, I can't have a dog right now or yeah. I can't uh, foster or adopt. What else can I do? And it, that's such a beautiful question. There are so many rescues that need drivers to drive uh, rescue dogs from their flights to their foster homes or to their vet appointments or to doggy daycare or training. Um, they need volunteers at events. They need volunteers to help pick up food and supplies and just to kind of be the in-between medium people between the rescue and the foster home. So there's always something to do. And um, if you can't do any of that, just spread the word. Just keep sharing their posts about dogs that need homes and just, yeah, spread the love. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I know. I feel like more people need to know about that. I mean, I yes. when I worked at the cat cafe, the like cat rescue, it's the same way. Yeah. You know, like. Yes, yes. All animals. Mean. Totally. Mm -hmm. I know I would love to foster cats, but my partner <laughs> is definitely allergic and same with my mom. No. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think people just don't understand that when you go to a breeder, one, essentially a dog in a shelter or a rescue dies, you know what I mean? And there's nothing, um, there's nothing entirely against breeders. I mean, I am against breeders, but I don't want to upset anyone. It's yeah. just, there are so many dogs out there that need good homes and they're wonderful and beautiful on their own. Um, and there are so many dogs that need to be neutered in space that they don't keep multiplying oh and this, God. we can grab a hold of this issue. Yeah. The craziest yeah. thing that, like, I mean, and I don't know if you've had, when I was working with, like, the cats, but, like, mm. they all have their own unique story that you're, Completely. Like, yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, all animals have their own personality, their own soul. Yeah. yeah. I remember there was these, there was, like, a bunch of kittens we had come in that she'd, like, rescued, and the thing, the place that she'd rescued them from, it was, like, this guy who lived on a farm, um, and he just, like, was very old, and then you know they weren't like to sex so the whole it, they just bred they all had yeah and then more babies. yeah and yeah you know, cats can have like rabbits really young like yeah oh my gosh oh yeah my god like literally, same with dogs like, yeah it's like i was like wow they're like literally it's scary six months and just popped a baby like yeah yeah 
it's um two of the most recent foster dogs that i've had had litters before they were one years old it's like telling an eight year old girl to go ahead and get pregnant and have children it's disgusting yeah yeah, yeah. it blows my mind mm -hmm. I just, I, oh my god but yeah and especially in the winter time it's really important because there's lots of animals that need help yeah and there's lots of people that buy animals as gifts during this time this holiday season and then they realize they don't have the right time or resources or education and then they just give them back so i tell all my friends if anyone needs to rehome their their dog no questions asked i, I will take it and i will help it find a home like there's i'd rather people come forth and be honest about what they can take care of and what their restrictions are yeah. than think they can just neglect the dog and it's going to be fine yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, we had, I mean, even at the cat cafe when people adopted, there was this one cat that, I mean, if I was here, like, new for, for sure permanently, I would have adopted it because it was just yeah. like, my vibe. I vibed the cat. It was everything. Amazing. Um, but she was just really loud, like, all the time, just a loud meow. And so the guy that adopted her, he brought her back because people were complaining in his apartment and he had to... But then he also said, oh, and also like the cat was waking me up in the middle of the night and I have to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, I know, I know. I really try and hone in on my empathy and kindness when I hear yeah, stories yeah. like that because I'm like, why did you adopt in the first place? But yeah, I, I also truly believe that every, every issue can be fixed. You just have to put them to the time and the commitment. And if you can't let someone else, there's, there are amazing trainers out there and there's amazing dog whisperers and animal whisperers that would be happy to help. Oh my gosh. An animal whisperer. Have you ever had an experience with that? Yeah, actually one, um, Oh my God, what's his last name? I want to plug him. Um, I will find his name and I will send it to you to yes. have a link. He uh, was a trainer that I had come in contact with and hired to help me with Hank's anxiety. And he is a dog whisperer. He's phenomenal. He used to do group training sessions uh, with a bunch of owners and dogs. And just the way he's able to um, disassemble himself and then reassemble in terms of like, he's able to work with eight dogs at once and listen to them and be able to project what they need and listen to their needs and then tell everyone in a clear, concise way. Like he would be talking to one dog and one owner over here and they'd be like, ah, 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 and listen to this dog misbehaving over here. Like it was at this huge warp speed and how yeah. he could read dogs. It was the coolest thing. It was very magical to watch. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's he's done amazing. His um his calling and I guess his most important and famous work is he takes on dogs that have had many levels of restrictions against them and many um acts against them. So like he takes on large dogs that have bitten people that have been deemed as dangerous and should be put down. So he's like the last resort. He takes these dogs in, rehabilitates them and finds homes or the appropriate homes for them so that these dogs don't die. Because I was like, oh. I don't know if people know this, but humans fuck up animals. They're not fucked up on their own. We do it. We, they're not born like that. They, they're only given what we give them. So I think people don't understand that these animals are a product of what their ownership is and what their leadership is. Oh, it's so true. My um, cat back home, like we found him because he was like left, you know, on the streets just to find mm -hmm. himself and then came to like our backyard and then I started feeding it and then it was like, well, it's our cat now. So yeah, that's amazing. Um, but I think in the previous home that he was with, he must have been kicked a lot. Oh, God. 
I know. And it's so heartbreaking because sometimes like when you'd like, you know, he'd come under the dinner table and like, you'd accidentally move your foot and he would like, jer- like it's like a jerk reaction yeah. and, and like scratch you. Yeah. And, and oh. Like, oh my God, like, why are you doing that? And then we'll like, oh, you know, every time someone gets close to him, like, don't, which is so heartbreaking. Like, oh my gosh. It reminds me of Hank. When I first got Hank, yeah. anyone that knows me and has met Hank will know my first year of, of owning Hank, he was scared of everything. Um, there is the fight or fight or freeze. He's a freezer. He freezes when he's anxious or scared. And I couldn't get him to walk two blocks because he was so scared of people and cars and just the world. Um, and he's blossomed so much now. I'm so thankful for his growth. But when I first met him, it was so apparent and obvious that he had been abused and that he had been mistreated heavily for someone to feel that amount of trauma all the time. Like I remember I had to hand feed him and I had to teach him how to play and he wasn't comfortable with me for the first few weeks. And I remember the first time he jumped on me and laid on me because he was feeling safe and like exposed his neck and belly to me. I, I cried. I just wept for hours. Cause when an animal does that, they are very vulnerable and safe with you. Like in the animal kingdom to show your neck and your belly is like a no, no, that's a death sentence. So when an animal does that, it shows that they're trusting in you yeah it was so beautiful (laughs) when he jumped on me and laid I was like yes I'm chosen he trusts me yeah oh my god yes yes right (laughs) where some people would be like so what he just jumped on you I'm like you don't understand this dog did not trust me he didn't even want to take food from my hand I mean, yeah. the with cats, like when they cut, like just, oh my God, I can't, when a cat will just like chooses you and like it's, yes. it cuddles you. I mean, the feeling is just yeah. beautiful. Oh, cats are like empresses and gods and goddesses. Oh, yeah. Like they, when they choose you and you're, you're freaking special. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm definitely getting a cat tattoo at some point. That's yes. Always. Do that. Crazy cat lady. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do I love that. Five cats. I love yeah. that. Um, okay. Aliens. I'm sorry. We have to. You, yeah, when I sidetracked aliens, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's, let's go. Censorship, censorship. <laughs> this may trigger conspiracy. Um, Dark. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, okay. I don't even know where to start with this. I know. I know. Like, I keep looking at myself because I'm so pink. People are gonna think I'm <laughs> drunk, but I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, we're talking the about Asian glow. Show. Yeah. Yes. Um, you're a documentary. First, let's start there, and then we'll. Yeah. Yeah, very controversial. Um, I want to say that anyone that wants to watch this documentary, obviously do your research, but at the same time, there's not really much research out there that you can depict what's true and what's not because there's so many hidden layers. Um, Dr. Greer is someone that I've been following for years. He came out with a documentary last year or the year before called The Unacknowledged. Um, uh, it's kind of similar to what Bob Lazar came out with. She just wanted to bring out the truth about his work with governments and world leaders um, and aliens and how they're among us and how he knows of their existence and he has encountered them. And it's, it's a phenomenal documentary to watch. Yeah. So it's it's just him, and he talks about his struggle. He talks about um, the dangers of him coming out and saying all these things. And yeah, like he basically, I think he made this documentary before um, the U.S. government decided to release the footage and articles about um, the UFOs. That oh yeah, what am I trying to say? They they were finally acknowledged. It wasn't classified information. They had released it. So. 
it was great timing because he went out into the world and said, hey, this is what I know. This is what I've been a part of. I want you to know this. And then I guess a year wow. or two later, yeah, the information came out. So recently on Amazon Prime, on YouTube as well, he did another documentary called um, The Encounters, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. It's, it's a longer title than that, but what I remember <laughs> is called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, and I think it says Contact Has Begun. That's it. Oh, wow. Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And um, I don't want to give it too much away because there's lots of different elements. I found the documentary to be very spiritual and um, heartwarming. I cried throughout the whole thing, actually. It was wow. very emotional for me. Um, I just felt that the message I received from that documentary is a lot of light and love and peace. Um, and he talks about the, the encounters of the fifth kind is meaning humans are asking for encounter or communication with those in the universe. So it's where humans are calling upon others to come and make an encounter. Oh my God. So he talks about like how this has happened to him and groups of people that he's led and thousands of people, millions of people all over the world are already doing this. And he basically created this protocol on how to do it. Um, and then there are a lot of doctors and scientists that he has in the documentary that prove that anything is possible as if a conscious being or an, if a live thing wants something with pure intent and pure heart, it will happen. So I'm not going to explain this correctly, but from what I saw, there was this one experiment where they put this plant in a room with four corners. So let's just say it was a, a square room with walls and there was a light in the middle and the light was scheduled to shine itself upon each corner for the same amount of time per, per day. So let's just say per hour. Hour. It would spend 25 minutes here, 25 minutes there, so on and so forth. So equal amount of time the light was supposed to shed on each corner. When they put the plant in a corner, they found that through time, the light spent most of its time shining near the plant because the plant needed it to live. And the plant was willing for a wall. Well, I think the plant was willing for the light to shine on it. So even though the, the light was scheduled not to do that, it broke all of the rules. It broke the schedule. For some reason, the plant willed the light to shine on it and it just proved that the conscious being wanted that to happen anything is possible wow. yeah that was like a for me and then they they talked about this other experiment which um i think many scientists all around the world have done this it was where they tested water molecules so they put let's just say like in a petri dish uh, the same amount of water in one same amount of water in the other let's say from the same tap same string whatever equal parts water they put one petri dish in one room and one in the other, closed door. And in, at one petri dish, a lot of positive energy was being said or being talked about. So positive energy was present in that room with that water. In the other room, negative energy was present. So over time, when they analyzed the two water, waters, words, grammar, um, the water that had been exposed to positive energy created these amazing molecules and crystals, like the images that the molecules created where it was like winter wonderland, it was gorgeous, magical. Whereas the other molecules that had been exposed to negative energy looked like hell. They, they were like weird dark colors and weird shapes. It, it literally looked like heaven and hell. So that is just a huge proof that energy is everything and that your intentive energy can change your atoms, your molecules. It changes at a cellular level, which is amazing. Oh my God. I, 
I that's I'm still at the water molecule thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's been proven with plants too. I mean, yeah. obviously, plants need uh, carbon dioxide and oxygen to live. And uh, people talk about talking to their plants. But there was another experiment. This wasn't shown in the documentary, but I've seen another article about same thing. Two plants. One plant. They were both planted at the same time. They were both given an equal amount of sunlight and food and water. But one plant was given negative energy, and one plant was given positive. And the positive plant just blossomed away quicker and way more beautiful than the plant that had negative energy even though they were given the same amount of sunlight and water and food energy is everything oh it's like everything it's everything it connects us all oh my god yes i mean i don't know about you but i've always been a very like vibed person like totally very like i know when i meet someone if I'm yeah honest. and i mean obviously there's times where that's changed where i've met someone i'm like oh ah but then like, you know, a few months later, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, okay, we got along. It's just their initial energy was like, not. Yeah, happening. or your ego came into play. Cause that I find that helpful. too. There, there are some people that I've met where I mistook them and that was just because my insecurities and my egos were coming out. It wasn't them, it wasn't their energy. It was completely me. Yeah. So yeah. Which is also yeah. so a really good, it's so it's like, it's a really good thing to bring up because I think, mm -hmm. I mean, especially even looking on social media, um, yeah. I kind of touched on this before in the last podcast, but yeah. you know, I used to find that I would just open my social media and I would be like, I could be in a great mood, but then all of a mm -hmm. sudden I would just be like 10 minutes later be like, Oh, I don't feel like. Yeah. Anymore. You were exposed to yeah. not, not so much negative, um, images, but you allowed yourself to feel those things. Exactly. Or for those thoughts to go into your head to create yeah. that feeling. Yeah, because also, I mean, most of the time, and I slowly, like, it's a, it's a process, but I'm learning to look at things. And, like, you know, if I see something that I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, jealousy is a normal feeling to have. We all have it. Totally. Of course. I mean, not letting that, like, ruin my journey. And, like, no, no. Accepting that everyone's journey is their journey, and I'm happy for them. Because exactly. It's to me. Not for you. Not for me. Not for Good for you. you. Yeah. Yes. For you, not for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. I think, I mean, I want to acknowledge that some people have a really, really hard time, as you know, with their mental health and the, their, their thoughts yeah. and creating a storyline that is positive for them. And when you do see something that's upsetting, it is really hard to ignore those feelings. And it's oh, great yeah. to validate and realize those feelings. But I do truly think that with time and with practice, you can morph your growth mindset into a more positive storyline and direction for you that will serve you and you you won't even recognize those other storylines anymore that didn't serve you because you're so focused in on what is best for you and what brings you love light and joy and that's toxic like in a good way it's infectious oh when you meet God. someone that is so full of light you you're just drawn to them and you want yeah. a piece of it you're like hi I yes. know what you're doing. That's Shine on me, please. Yeah, a little bit. Give me some of that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me sunburn off you, please. Please, I need it. <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, I mean, and I've just started, like, just being, like, just happy for people. Like, you know, yes. Like, yes, you booked, like, you know, in my world, it's always people who are booking stuff. But I'm like, yeah. yes, you booked that. That's amazing. Of course, I wanted to book that. But, like, it just also shows, like, it's possible like oh yes anyone? like I'm yeah like, oh that can happen to me yeah. totally it's all about your mindset and I, yeah. I also what really helped me through a past breakup of mine is instead of getting I mean I was angry at first but what really got me through it quickly was thinking that this was supposed to happen 
uh, this was supposed to happen to me. Yes, I'm feeling really real feelings, but this too shall pass. This was all a part of my alignment, my journey. I chose this. Like if, if I didn't get the gig or the guy or, you know, the, the lottery went to someone else, that was supposed to happen. And I have to believe in this like divine purpose for myself. And if no one really believes in that, just know that it's a lesson for you. And if something doesn't work out the way you want it to, it's meant to do that. And you can take it as a lesson or you can take it as a shitty day. And I'm hoping you're going to take it as a lesson oh my gosh yeah I agree I think like you know as cheesy as like everything does happen for a reason I think so too everything totally totally there's no doubt about that yeah completely I also this is like getting to a more spiritual path but I, I also truly resonate with the idea that each of us um have has a soul that has possibly lived many lifetimes or a few lifetimes or maybe this is your first lifetime but i i believe that before you get into your next life you create what your life is going to be like you create this like soul contract where you've laid out already all the things that you're supposed to go through in this next life to teach you or evolve you or ascend you so that in your next life um you can receive other gifts as well so like i said the other day um i don't i forget what i did but it it rattled me something happened to me that really angered me and i felt angry and at, at the end of it i was like I probably chose this. I probably planned for this to happen, you know, before this life started. So I can't get mad. Like it was supposed to happen. It is what it is. Move on. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I love that. That's so, it's so true. Like everything is like, I'm, you know, all about like being grounded and like with your intuition yeah. and being aligned yeah. with that. And just like, yeah. Also just like being just kind of like with the tattoo thing about being like, who gives a fuck? Like, if you want to do it, do it. Yeah. It's yeah. Your, but just this like is your life as well. Like just yeah. being like, because I find like people who are really in tune with that, like at least people that I admire and I'm like, whoa, like they're just so themselves. Mm-hmm. Like things will happen for you. If yes. Just, like you will attract that. Yeah. 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 Totally. Mine. Completely. I, um, I also believe that I, I have some people that I've met in, in my life who they've been dealt a really shitty hand and a lot of shitty things keep happening to them. And I'm not blaming them for that happening. But I also, I also believe that if you think that you deserve these things and if you bring out that energy upon yourself, that those shitty things will keep happening because you're not learning from them. You're not moving yeah. forward and you're not believing in something greater for yourself. Um, and that can be controversial and deep in its own way. But I just think that if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't truly love yourself, how can anything else do that for you? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, it's definitely loving your, I, I just feel that term is like always thrown around. Like, you know what a term gets thrown around and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, mm, heard yeah. it before. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's love yourself. But I'm like, no, but seriously, love yourself though. Like, yeah. really, not just like, oh yeah, I'm like, cool with me. It's like literally doing the deep work. And like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I like, I'm a confident person and, but I also have insecurities. There are days where I love myself and there are days where I don't. And it's, it's, you're constantly doing the work and that's what this life is about. You're supposed to be doing the work. You're supposed to be evolving. If we were all made perfect, I, I don't think we'd we'd be here. (laughs) Or I don't think the world would function if we were all already like, you know. Yeah. evolved but I think that's so because that's like something like yeah I agree it's like I'm the same I'm like a, I would like to say I am a confident person like I am yes you know, I am and of course I still have my insecurities and my, mm-hmm. you know just I'm not good at anything but I am you yep. know have those days yes but I think there's always this misconception of like if you're com- like 
like be about being confident and people are like threatened by that like have you heard yeah. that there are people that will look at you and be like oh mm, no yeah and you can't be insecure if you're confident like you can't have both but you yeah you, it's a process Totally. I also think that like that's inner work too. Um, I followed this this one lady and she's all about discovering your dharma and dharma means um, your soul purpose, like the reason why you're on this earth, what brings you the uttermost like genuine self and what you think you're, you're supposed to be doing. Um, and when I see people that are exploring and living out their dharma, so like their soul life purpose, yeah. um, sometimes I'm so ecstatic for them and I'm genuinely happy. Yeah. And on the days where I'm feeling a bit more insecure, a bit more of like a negative storyline mindset, I see those people and I'm not as happy for them. And what I've realized is it's not them. They're just doing them. They didn't do yeah. anything wrong. It's me. I'm now projecting a negative thought that they don't deserve. And I don't deserve to do that either. So it's like, it's the inner work that constantly has to happen. I know, it's like you got to check yourself. Yeah, so you got to slap yourself, pinch yourself, do whatever you got. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like everyone's on their own journey, their own path. Like, yep. you know, I, it's, it, and that's special. Like, it is. You will get there if you want to get there, but you have to want to get there and you have to want to believe that you can get there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Amen. Preach it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the, that's the TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get there it. if you want to also if you believe in yourself do the inner work love yourself <laughs> love yourself it's hard. It's, so hard it's possible but it is it is work it's work yeah, it is yeah. it's just being so brutally honest with yourself and i think also just being honest with what you want and yes you know because i think mm -hmm. it's just like for me at least i realize like a lot of I was always, you know, just like outside opinions were always like being like, you should do this. This is your brand. This is you. And I was like, and now because I've had time in quarantine, COVID, to sit mm. with myself and be like, no, like, what do I want? Like, what does success yeah. look like? True self-reflection. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, my dreams are way bigger than this. And I was being like, you know, put in a, I was making my dreams smaller than. You're putting yourself in a box. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah. what the heck? Go live out your soul purpose. Yeah. I think what you touched on also reminds me of um, the love languages. And I think we talked about this in the last podcast, or you and I have talked about I this think we've personally. Talked about this. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that you, it is doing a lot of work for yourself, but it's so beneficial to know how you give love and how you want to receive love, what makes you happy, why it makes you happy, and then how to communicate that because we're not mind readers. And in any relationship, you have to be able to advocate for yourself because that person that wants to care for you, they're not going to know what you want unless you advocate for yourself exactly. and you see it clearly. Communication. Yes. Communicate. What yeah, you want. <laughs> exactly. If you want to have an orgasm, you better tell him or her how you want to get there. It, oh, yes. We've oh, all been there where we've been like, am I doing this right? I don't know. And then your insecurities come in and then. And you're like, moment's gone. Yes. I get my kit tattoos out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're like, right in the mood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I segwayed to sex there. <laughs> I know. I love it. I mean, this whole, it's a journey that we're yes. riding this whole podcast. <laughs> well, the people are riding the journey with us. Yes. Who Riding you, the wave. Riding the wave. Just, I swear. Surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Questions, which will probably turn yes. into a conversation. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. We'll get through it. 
what do you first notice about someone when you meet them? Are we talking someone that I'm meeting in like a work environment, a friend, a potential partner? Wow. Okay, we're getting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a detailed mofo. Okay. You're like, great. Let me take that question <laughs> <laughs> and dice it up into little questions and just be an asshole. Yes, yes, that is me. <laughs> um, okay, no, let's do like. Okay, yeah, let's. You're just like. <laughs> <laughs> How okay? How's this? Because this is my daily. Do you mean like? when I take transit and I'm viewing and scanning the, the area, what I notice about people? Yeah, like let's, uh, okay, more specific, like when maybe you're at a function, okay? Okay. <laughs> Hypothetical. You're at a function and you're with your man, as you have now, and then he's like, oh, here's my friend that you haven't yes. met before, blah, blah, blah. What's yeah. the first thing that you're like, you clock in someone? Ooh, their energy. Their first thing is their energy. So like, coming. yeah, we're just like, and their energy also for me means like how they carry themselves, other yeah. eye contact, just like their aura. And like, I don't mean to sound like spiritual on that, but you can really feel when someone is tense or I can't, I can feel when someone is tense. I can feel when someone's uncomfortable. I can read someone when they're happy. I'm not saying I'm like spiritually into trying to net, but I, it, it can be pretty obvious to me most of the time when yeah. someone is feeling um, a not normal emotion, like a not complacent emotion. So I try and take in and read their aura. I'm also so much of a giver and a caretaker. Um, a lot of my friends know this of me. I let, I want to make everyone feel included and happy and heard when I'm in a room. And so if I, if I find someone or see someone, let's say at a function or a party that I feel like needs a bit more attention, I'm not doing this at a pity. I just, I'm drawn to them. I want to know who they are I want them to feel comfortable like and I'm not saying that like I will make them better it's just in my heart I yeah. I know how it would feel to be at a function and not feel seen or not feel welcomed or accustomed to what's going on so yeah I think I'm really sensitive to how someone carries themselves and their energy and then I try and figure out like yeah. can I help or can they be a friend or do they want to be left alone oh I love that that's beautiful so thanks how do you know that you're in love Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I, sorry, I just had to turn up my volume. Um, I have been very sure about myself and what I love, how I love, and what I want for a long time. I've been very sure for very, like, very many years through many boyfriends <laughs> um, about what I want. So I think it wasn't so much... How do I put this? It was a checklist that I had, but also a feeling and um, a chemistry. And I'm I'm gonna get spiritual here. I manifested. I don't want to say like I manifested Tim. Well, I think I did. I manifested what I wanted in a partner, and Tim has all of that. And I'm so very very thankful. Um, when my last relationship ended, one of my great girlfriends, you know, Nicole. Nicole oh, Cooks? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I said her name, last name wrong. Kukia, sorry, Nikki. Um, Nix, what I call her, Nix told me, you should manifest. Like, you should put all your thoughts down, what you want, and I did that. And I wrote down on a piece of paper, a piece of bright yellow paper, and my, like, neatest handwriting, specifically exactly what I wanted in a partner um, and how I wanted to be loved and what I wanted our relationship and our partnership to be like. So lo and behold, two months later, I met Tim. And I think 
what I knew was for sure was the chemistry that I felt with him and the comfortability, um, the way that he listened to me, the way that I felt heard. Um, our date lasted like eight hours and we just like, it just kept going. Like the energy kept flowing and I haven't felt that with someone a long time. I haven't felt that flow, that natural sense of calmness with someone. Um, yeah, and he did tick off a lot of the things that I wanted a partner. So I think in that first date, I was like, all right, check, check, check. You sound great. But on top of that was the feeling. And then when I got to know him a bit more um, through the second and third date, our first kiss was magical. And like, I've never really believed that the first physical intimacy with someone has to be perfect or needs to be perfect or can be perfect. I believe in growth and I believe in like, when you communicate how you want something, it'll get better. You know, like the first time you get um, sexually intimate with someone may not be great because you just don't know what each other wants. But with Tim, our kiss, like, it gave me all the feels. I got shivers. Like, I got, like, tingles everywhere. And I have I have not felt that since high school. Oh so, God. yeah, when we first kissed, I was like, oh, my God. This is what just happened. Like, I, I'm out of breath. I'm dizzy. Like, I saw stars. And that was really cool to feel. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And I think also too, oh, he met Hank that first time too. The first, our first date, um, we had gone to brunch after I taught a dance class. And then we went to Kit's beach, the dog beach to go have some wine and some solo cups. And we talked and then we both just didn't want the day to end. So he was like, can I walk you home? And I was like, sure. He's like, do you mind if I come up? And I was like, in my mind, I was freaking out because I'd had a couple girlfriends over the night before and we had been drinking and kind of like partying it up and my place was a mess. <laughs> so I was like, sure, uh, excuse the girl mess. Um, so he came over and he sat across the apartment from me um, and just listened to me go on and on and on for literally an hour about talking about animals and my passion for rescue and hopefully wanting to own my own rescue one day. And he, his calm energy with Hank was amazing. Hank was very attracted to him which is huge. Hank doesn't like men. Um, and just the way he listened to me, like I really truly felt heard and respected. And I almost felt nervous because I was like, he hasn't said anything in a long time. And he's intently listening to me with such great eye contact. Like, is he zoned out? What is he thinking? So after I jabbed on for too much, I got insecure and I was like, I've been talking too much. Can you please say something? <laughs> I don't know what's going through your head. Please talk to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh. Yeah. So I guess to like yeah. specifically answer your question, it was a mixture of like feeling, uh, <laughs> comfortability, and he checked off a lot of boxes that I had manifested and truly could not, I didn't want to uh, compromise on. Like there are some things that I truly need in a partner for yeah. me to be completely happy and joyous long term. Um, yeah. And he yeah. checked off those boxes. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I love that. Oh my God. Thanks. This is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone take notes. Just yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready. Strapping out my bra straps. I'm ready. <laughs> you're like, yes, I am present. Okay. Yes. Would you rather every shirt you wear be itchy or only be able to use one ply of toilet paper? Like every time you go. One ply. I can do it. I have eczema, oh, yes. so I can't. <laughs> yes. I have a small ass and fine. No, it's just the, like moment that you thought about it, and then you went. Yeah. Oh, yep, that's it. Yeah. 
like, I got this. Yeah. I can't stand things that are itchy because I've lived my whole life with eczema and I hate itching and like, "Mm." so yeah, I, I could, I could totally use one ply. I will, I will be creative. And honestly, like I could also just like use whatever I got and take a shower afterwards. Fine. Do a bird bath. What if there's no showers around? Like, you know, then my ass will be in the sink and, (laughs) and we'll just make it work. It's like a public restroom. I think that's it's like you can only ever use one ply like anywhere you go. Like I just imagine if that was a thing. But I feel like you'd also get used to it and I would probably eat less. I would probably eat less so that my shits were smaller and lesser if that's a thing. Honestly, maybe sometimes I just wouldn't wipe. Who knows? (laughs) Would you rather be in jail for one year or lose one year of your life? Oh, it's like the same thing. Um, that's why you asked, right? (laughs) I would rather use one year, lose one year off of my life. Right. Um, because I think that being in prison, um, for me would probably, it wouldn't ruin my life, but I think it would, it would close a lot of doors that I would want to be open during a full life, during a full enjoyment of life. That makes sense. I agree. Yeah. That was. I don't want to go to prison. No. I don't. I watched Orange is <laughs> the New Black. I can't. <laughs> no. I can't survive that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like, no. And I, I'm not, even, I was like, I'm into women. Like, I yeah. could not do prison lesbians. And I also feel like I can be a tough bitch for sure, but I don't want to be in that setting. Like, I don't don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to lose all my softness either. I I don't want to come out and, like, not not that fully tattooed means you're tough, but, like, I don't want to come out with, like, shoddy prison tattoos everywhere on my neck and my chin. My my name is Betty now. (laughs) I mean, oh, my gosh. Anyway, yes. Yeah. When... This one I like came up and I was like, I feel like, I mean, I, it's just like, seems like an obvious one, but I don't know. It was in the thing. Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always 20 minutes early? 20 minutes early for sure. Right? Always. Yeah. Cause then that's time to your, that's extra time. It's time to yourself. Um, it's time to I don't know, get grounded, be comfortable, blah, blah, blah. And you're not disrespecting anyone by being early. You're disrespecting people when you're late. I just... I just want to know if there's anyone out there who is answering 10 minutes late. That's, That's my sister. <laughs> my sister would say that she is. I love her to death, but yeah. Yep. She's going to work on her time management. <laughs> I say that in the most loving way possible. Thank you. Um, you made it to the end of another Yay! <laughs> I feel like we probably detoured past all of the original questions you wanted to ask and just went into all this other shit. <laughs> But I'm, like, so here for it. Like, yes, yeah. yes, me too. Me I too. I mean, we're going to do it again, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> we'll have you on, like, every month, just as, like, a... I'm down. I got lots to say. Thank you so much for having me again. I love this. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome, and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon, wherever you are, and I'll see you in the next episode.